0: I wanna welcome you to Memorial United Methodist. We hope you had a great week. Appreciate you uh, after all your traveling, all your eating, all your napping, uh, getting up and coming and joining us in worship today. I think we've got a great service uh, for you. Just a couple of announcements. Um, One, I'm gonna call on Cindy.
1: I just wanted to let you know that there are still a ton of slots left on my sign-up sheet for volunteers for this service. So please feel free to take a look at um, what jobs we have that we need for next year and sign up for one or two or however many you feel called to do. But the sign-up sheets are right by the door, and there's some pencils already there for you. And Ms. Beth will also send it out in an email this week if you'd rather do it that way. Thanks so much.
0: Um, calendar. We are getting increasingly uh, increasing number of things that we do in our church First Prez is completely redoing their church, therefore First Prez is completely practicing here for basketball, which is, uh, uh, we wanna be friendly, we wanna be helpful, but it's, you know, this space is sought after, which means things that would be in this space might be somewhere else, so make sure if you want something in this church, don't take it for granted, make sure you email Beth, and if email is not your thing, call me, and I will email Beth, and make sure that she, the reason we wanna email is we want her to have a record of it that she can uh, reference when she's looking at the calendar. Good news of the week. Last year in 2014, on Consecration Sunday, we had 82 pledges turned in. And by the end of the process, on December 22nd, we had 135 turned in. Last week, on Consecration Sunday, we had 136 pledges turned in. So I know part of that is organization and getting us in, but I think part of that as well is uh, um, we're growing, we're getting a number of people committed, and I hope that that will continue to grow throughout um, the The remainder of the year. If you haven't done a pledge for next year, uh, make sure you uh, we'll give you the opportunity to make sure you let us know and we'll do that. Um, I think that's it. Let's uh, start our worship service.
1: Will you stand and sing with us?
3: He would die for me.
1: Gracious God, as we enter into this time of waiting and preparation, we ask that you help us to focus our joy and our anticipation and our excitement on you and on the coming of our Savior. We are grateful for your enduring love and your abundant blessings and the fact that you loved us enough to send your son for each person in this room. We ask that you help us to focus our hearts and our minds on you now as we worship your name. In Christ's precious and holy name we pray. Amen.
0: Please be seated. Actually, please rise. <laughs> Children, Miss Katie's up here. Everybody, whoever would like to go and put a Christmas on the tree, we have a basket up here, and Katie's going to help you put, all, put the... Um, Crispine's on the tree, and then we're going to light the tree. And if you have a prayer concern, our ushers, if you'll raise your hand, and our ushers will bring you um, a prayer card, and you can fill it out, and we'll pray for you this week.
2: and sins release us let us find our rest in thee Israel's stream
1: you just went back to your seats, but kids, if you would like to come forward for the children's sermon, you can have a seat on the carpet, and we're going to do the lighting of the Advent wreath, and then we will follow that with the children's sermon.
3: Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Psalm 33, 20 through 22. Something's coming. It's more than presence. We open the book of hope and read the promise. Our hearts are glad. We trust in God's holy name. Today, we light the candle of hope. Our hope is in the Lord.
4: Good morning. Do y'all think the tree looks wonderful? I do too. Today we're talking about celebrating Jesus's birth and waiting for his return. I've heard that if you live to be 70 years old that you spend three years of your life just waiting Waiting in line at the grocery store, waiting at the doctor's office, waiting for lunch to be ready, waiting for recess at school, just waiting. In a book that um, Dr. Seuss wrote called, Oh, The Places You'll Go, have y'all heard that book? Read that book? He talks about a place called the waiting place. And he describes it as a useless place where people are just waiting. says waiting for a train to go or a bus to come or a plane to go or the mail to come or the rain to go or the phone to ring or the snow to snow or waiting around for a yes or no or waiting for their hair to grow everyone is just waiting I don't really like to wait do y'all like to wait do you get impatient when you have to wait I don't like it but I don't know any way to avoid it in some situations. We all have to spend time in that that waiting place like Dr. Seuss talks about. But I don't think it has to be useless. While we're waiting, life goes on and we have to make good use of that time even if we're just waiting. So what can we do? Well, we could read a book. We could call a friend. What else could we do while we're just waiting? Any ideas? Get some exercise? Yeah, so there's probably lots of things we could come up with if we really think about it. So lots of things we could do besides just sitting still and doing nothing waiting. Well, today is the first Sunday of Advent, and Advent means to come. Do you know what's coming? What are we waiting on? Christmas, yes. And it's such an exciting time, but sometimes it's also difficult because what do we have to do? A lot of waiting? Does it sometimes feel like it's gonna take forever? And you already have your tree up. So we're waiting for that day when we can open the presents and celebrate all that excitement with our friends and family. So what can we do during this time of waiting to make Christmas more than just a useless time in a waiting place? Well, we can think about Jesus. We can think about his love for us, and we can think about giving instead of just receiving. We can enjoy all the beautiful music that we hear during the season and all the decorations like we saw and put on the tree this morning. We can think about giving, we can think about finding joy, and when we do all those things, I bet it'll make the time go by faster. What do you think? Yeah. So we're waiting for Christmas, but we're also waiting for something else. We're waiting for Jesus' return, which he's promised would happen someday. He told us that he would come again, and he told us to watch and be ready for him. So what should we do while we're waiting for Jesus? Probably what we're doing this morning, worship and praise him, sing songs, right? We can love and serve him, and we can share about him with other people, and when we're doing those things, we'll be ready for his return and we'll find joy instead of just waiting, right? Will you pray with me this morning and repeat after me? Heavenly Father, as we spend time in this waiting place, we look forward with joy to the celebration of Jesus' birthday. And the day when he comes again. Amen. I brought you a countdown.
0: prayer concern that was shared this morning is a praise and praise and thanksgiving for successful and completed radiation and the love and support of this church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have so many things for which we should be grateful. But we also have difficult things in our life in which we're having to endure. And in this season, as those two expand and collide and we have these thoughts of what are we supposed to feel, what are we supposed to do, we ask for your loving presence. We ask for your peace. We ask for your guidance. We ask for your patience on the road and in lines. We ask for um, focus. That as this season draws us in a hundred different directions, you may help us focus on the text, the purpose, the prayers, the songs of this season. That we may understand the first time that you came as a child and the second time that you are coming. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer your son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So I want you all to focus on a phrase. So just about the whole time I've been here, we've had some sort of theme that was building on itself for a month or two weeks or or two months or even three months. Um, But where we are in this season and what's going on with what's just happened and what's about to happen, this Sunday stands on its own. So I thought, well, we'll do something about a meal. We'll do something about Thanksgiving in order to uh, tie into what we've done this week. And last week, during the um, 6 o'clock class on Sunday night, I said to that class, I was only teaching them for one week in between the McQuaids teaching them, and I said, we will build this sermon during this class. And so if you love this sermon, um, I had a pretty decent influence over it. If you, eh, well, the class, you know, was there, so you can talk to the class about it. How about that? The significance of the blessing before the meal. It draws the family together, It's a quiet moment. Thanks for travel and preparers. Now I'm asked to pray for all gatherings of family. I'm sort of typecast in that role. That's the thing that I'm gonna do. And I got sort of tickled the other day because I would say 99.5% of the time, I'm not the one that prepared the meal. And so we grilled out on Wednesday night with our family, just normal hamburgers, and I said, and bless the loving hands of the it. Hey, that was me. I did it this time. You want to say thank you to those people. You want to have just that quiet moment, mercy, with this huge family, and you want to give thanks. But this, day's, this one's a little bit different, and I want you to get used to the following phrase. His love endures forever. We're going to read a psalm today, and at the end of every line is this phrase. Now that's going to happen an awful lot. So the first time, I'm going to read it. The second time, y'all are going to read it. The third time, y'all are going to read it. The fourth time, I'm going to read it. And we're going to go in a rotation. And don't worry, I'll point to you so you know whether you're going to do it. And don't do this, uh, say it. Go ahead and say it. Set the tone for your whole section. They're going to follow you. I'll go first. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him alone who does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens. Who spread out on the earth upon the waters. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. to sun to govern the, the sun to govern the day the moon and stars to govern the night. What y'all notice? There's a whole lot about love and how long it lasts. See, we love certain things. We love certain pieces of technology until another piece of technology comes along. We love certain cars until another car comes along. We love certain friends until they say something stupid and then another friend comes along. We go back and forth. His love endures forever. So there's a phrase that goes with this text. Um, let's Let's look at it. Wonders creation. That's the other thing that captures this section. This whole first section was about creation. The God of gods, the Lord of lords, to him who alone does great wonders... And there are several things that are wonderful about creation that put us in our place. It's beyond our action. It's beyond our understanding. How in the world do those mountains look like they do? How in the world does that animal have that ability in that space? The wonders creation is often overlooked unless we are forced to stand in a certain spot and look out at it. The human tendency is to bring up negative stories about others and hero stories about yourself. Did you notice that at Thanksgiving? You don't have to shake your head because there's people around you who may have been there. Sometimes you say, oh, you remember back five years ago when you did that real dumb thing? Let's bring it up again. (coughs) You Remember when I had that awesome decision? Remember when I led us to that awesome place? Let's bring that up again. That's been 12 years, but let's bring it up again. This is something amazing and we had nothing to do with it. We have no choice but to simply give thanks and talk about how God's love endures forever. It existed long before me and will exist long after me. See, psalms um, are like songs on the radio. You know, they're totally in love and totally happy. They're totally brokenhearted and sad and devastated. There, uh, not many songs are indifferent, whatever. But there's some song. there are songs that they're indifferent. Sometimes they're angry. So happy, sad, or angry, this one is truly happy. And he's happy about the love that endures forever. Let's look at the next section. We're going to reverse it. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them a mighty hand and an outstretched arm to him who divided the Red Sea asunder his love endures forever and brought Israel through the midst of it but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea let's look at the next phrase remarkable delivery okay creation is amazing But then he handed creation over to human beings. And human beings can make some real bad choices, some real selfish choices. They can get themselves in some tough spots. You ever make a, uh, it's sort of a prayer, it's sort of a covenant where you say, hey God, if you will do something for me, I will totally do something in the future, okay? This actually uh, is one of the major points of my path to ministry. During the first week at the Citadel, I said to God at 5 a.m. when it went off, the alarm went off, I don't know, on Thursday. Um, If you get me through this week, I will go to church on Sunday. And every week that I get through, the deal stands. Okay? So we did that for nine months. So I went to church the majority of my life, the majority of the Sundays. I wouldn't say I was totally engaged. And honestly, as a knob at the Citadel, I wasn't totally engaged always in that worship service. Sometimes you get a little sleepy. Sometimes you about crack your head on the pew in front of you because you haven't gotten much sleep this week. But I said, if you get me through this week. So there's one example where I have done it. There's a couple examples where I said, hey, if you... um, If if you'll do this for me, oh man, I will totally do some awesome things in the future. Well, God's already done awesome things, and we struggle a little bit after we get through the thing that we were navigating, or we get the thing that we want to follow up and live with that covenant going forward. Humans have struggled since there have been humans. This is the root cause of this psalm, this section. This is designed, it's written to be uh, prayed at the Passover meal. This is something that they celebrate annually when their ancestors were stuck in Egypt, and they were slaves, and they called out to God, and they said, God, will you let us out? Please come save us. God sent Moses. Moses went to Pharaoh. Moses and Aaron said to Pharaoh, we've got to go. And Pharaoh said, no. And he said, we got to go. And he said, no. And they said, we've got to go. And he said, no. and No, and then they did. And every year, they're going to celebrate this. And the way they celebrate it is to recount what he did. He brought Israel out from among them, a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, which divided the water, the Red Sea, and brought Israel through the midst of it. Now, were they totally happy when that was happening? No, they were frightened beyond belief. But they were delivered. And so these people are supposed to read this prayer at that meal, to remember not only did God create all things, but God delivered us. It set the tone of total gratitude for past actions. Things that already have been done, not future requests. If a 12-year-old child says to the parent, I will totally love you if you take me to whatever, what's the parent's inclination? Hmm. You've been on full scholarship plus benefits for the last 12 years. Okay? Let's talk about some past love that's happened. Not future requests. Let's not base our love on future requests. Sets the tone for total, total gratitude. Let's look at the next section. Let's go crazy. I'm going to go y'all, me, y'all, me, y'all. Let's see if we can do it. (laughs) <laughs> to him he led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck out the great, struck down the great kings, his love endures forever, and killed mighty kings. Sihon king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. Og king of Bashan, and gave their land as an inheritance, his love endures forever, an inheritance to his servant Israel. He remembered us in our lowest state. His love endures forever and freed us from our enemies. His love he gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Let's look at the first phrase. The one true constant. How many things in your life change? How many things in your life shift? How many things are unpredictable? This is the one true constant, true north. The star that you can look to, the one that helps you understand, okay, we're going in this direction, we need to shift it. The one true constant. Are you comforted or bored by things that remain the same? Well, it depends. Sometimes we get a little bored with, yeah, God loves us, that's cool. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. The one true constant in our lives. I am here to create for you, to inspire you, to give you structure, to give you comfort. When you're going down the line at a um, potluck meal and you see something mysterious, do you take a scoop out of it or do you just keep moving? I, I'm I'm going to keep moving. Because that's, 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 that's getting rep. That's getting notches on my belt. That's 15 years in the ministry. Sometimes you take that scoop and it, what is that? And you're going to have to finish it because people are watching. It happened in my very first meeting of my very first church. I met with the staff hearers committee of that church. They had uh, um, meals, they had uh, uh, bowls of things. And I went by and I got them like, well, I'm going to have to get them all. I'm going to set the tone here, put it all on my plate. And then they all just looked at me while I ate it and I took a bite of something. What is this? Okay. We don't like unpredictable things. We don't like things that could harm us. But yet we run from God because God is the one true constant. It's almost boring. So we go do something else we get a little crazy, we take on people and things and um, responsibilities that are far too unpredictable, okay? How about y'all ever heard of Sihon, king of the Amorites? Anybody know anything about him? Anybody know anything about Og, king of Bashan? I got anything. Here's the interesting thing. Those were the biggest, baddest people in the land at that time. And you know the humans of that time thought, "Wow, we'll never be able to do anything with these people." Funny how people in Greer in twenty, what is is fifteen, have no idea who those people are. So when we have people in our lives that are um, unstable, people who are not helpful, people who um, really harm us, and we think, "I will never ever change from this situation." God creates a new path, a new way, a new opportunity. Do I have one more phrase? Yeah, forever. Through creation, delivery, and constant presence, his love endures forever. You know, sometimes you need to hear something over and over and over again. It really doesn't sink in until sometime later. His love endures forever. It's a love that precedes our action. It's a love that's in the midst of our action. It's a love that goes before our action. What's the opposite of that? Well, um, you're going to need to be able to do these things in order for God to include you and use you as an instrument. There's no way I can be an instrument of God the way I am because, I mean, look at me. Look what I've said. Look what I've done. Okay, um, You see church signs, marquees. Some of them are real goofy, And some of them are sort of thinking man's church sign marquees. I'm I'm not going to point anybody out. But if you go along, you look at them and you go, oh, what's he doing? I saw one yesterday that said it was um, um, Christ's love is not um, earned, it's received. It's received. It's a gift that's given to us. Now, if we're considered to be God's family and we struggle hard with family, we don't necessarily want to receive a gift from family. We want to stay in our same lanes, do our same things. We're going to struggle. But when we read this text, we understand that God created this earth on a level that we can't possibly fathom, that God has delivered us from very hurtful things and that God's love endures forever and goes before us. We've got an opportunity to do something truly special in this season. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we fight on our own, we struggle with our weaknesses, we struggle with our strengths. And we refuse to call out on you because we figure that you're going to be mad at us. Reach out to us. As we see people in our family, as we see people at our work, as we see people in our church who are truly struggling with whether someone loves them, whether God loves them, help us to remember this text. Help us with our actions far more than our words to truly inspire people to tell them that your love endures forever. Amen. It's now time uh, for our tithes and other offerings.
3: stretched star.
1: Just want to take one second and give a great big thank you to Robbie Septon for filling in with us this morning. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're a little shorthanded because of the holidays and we're so grateful to have him. If you would stand and join us in our last song.
2: I used to explain I need a Savior now how many songs Can I sing to
0: in peace, knowing that his love endures forever, knowing that your hands, your feet, your actions, your words, your thoughts are a part of that enduring love. Amen.